Ideas matter. Ideas matter. This is Dialogue. Hello and welcome to Dialogue. Chinese Premier Li Qiang joined other leaders of governments in attending the 22nd meeting of the Council of Heads of Governments of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization this week in Kyrgyzstan's capital of Bishkek. What topped the agenda of the SCO meeting? What new cross-border cooperation projects are evolving in Central Asia? And after two decades, what is the significance of the SCO in today's world of growing geopolitical uncertainties? To take a closer look at these questions, I'm glad to be joined by Juma Odbaev, former Prime Minister of the Kyrgyz Republic, Victor Gaojikai, Chair Professor of Suzhou University, and Mark Sloboda, Moscow-based international affairs and security analyst. That's our topic. I'm Xu Qinduo. Welcome to Dialogue. Uh, let's start with uh, the meeting in Bishkek. Uh, Mr. Odubayev, uh, tell us uh, what, what, uh, what topped the agenda, as we said, of this year's meeting of heads of governments uh, of SCO nations. Actually, I wanted to start with Chinese Premier. He came with official visit to Kyrgyzstan. At the same time, he participated in the Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit of Heads of Governments. So it was the first uh, visit of Chinese Premier to Kyrgyzstan in seven years. A lot of potential issues were discussed, a lot of rich agenda of bilateral meetings. Uh, as far as concerned, the uh, Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit, then the heads of government uh, take into account the main, main decisions which was taken in a summit of head of states of Shanghai Cooperation Organization. So it's up to the government to go into detail, to put realistic action plan and to deliver. So the political will is there. The government's now discussing who will do what and when, how to improve already good relationship between member countries and what to look forward in terms of future of this institution. Uh, Victor, what's your takeaway mm. of the summit meeting? Thank you very much for having me. I think uh, this SEO's uh, prime ministers or heads of government's meeting is against a very interesting and uh, deteriorating international background. We have the war in Europe. We have the war involving uh, Israel and the Hamas in the Middle East. And uh, there is the prospect of the wars getting further escalated or even out of control. That means for the SCO members to focus on stability and promoting cooperation and increase preparedness against any kinds of possibilities, including, for example, the rise of radicalization and extremism, uh, is becoming more and more important. Further, I think SCO's mission is also try to deal with all these uncertainties. The best way is to promote cooperation, solidarity, and economic development. This remains a challenge for all the SEO members and how they can really compare notes and uh, come up with more effective ways to maintain stability on the one hand, but promoting cooperation and solidarity and economic development on the other hand is becoming more and more urgent. And I think we have great expectation for the SAO because it has played a stabilizing role 
in that part of the world for more than two decades. And there is a lot of expectation that it will continue to do so in greater efforts going forward. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark, I wonder if you agree with uh, Victor, you know, this is uh, um, the larger background uh, for, let's say, global uncertainty. But if you look at Eurasia here with STU nations, mostly their priority basically is about the connectivity and development, more trade, more investment. What do you make of that? The prime minister level meeting of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization focuses on economics, um, finance, commercial issues, uh, and the long, slow, tedious business of lowering trade barriers uh, between different countries. Uh, and that continues. But I think it happens with the backdrop, as was previously mentioned, of much larger geopolitical events, uh, the NATO proxy war against Russia uh, in Ukraine, as well as the crisis uh, in Palestine with Israeli forces uh, bombing Gaza and bombing it to dust, essentially, which uh, many experts have already called as will almost certainly lead to uh, ethnic cleansing and genocide of the Palestinian uh, people in Gaza. There is the specter, very real specter, uh, that once Israel launches ground operations inside Gaza, that we could see a very rapid and multi-level escalation of the crisis. And right now, the Shanghai Cooperation Organization has two members that could potentially be drawn into this conflict. Uh, Iran right now is, for the first time, the first prime minister level meeting, a full member of the Shanghai Cooperation Shanghai Cooperation Organization, and less likely but still possible is the potential that Russia, with military bases in Syria, which has also already been bombed by Israeli Air Force, uh, could potentially be drawn into the conflict as well. And that, that specter is very real with the threat of a U.S. aircraft carrier and Marine Expeditionary Group right a little bit south off the Israeli coast. So I think that is a bit of geopolitical preoccupation uh, to the normal order of business in Bishkek. Well, uh, against that global background, probably we, uh, I guess, people value more about uh, the peaceful cooperation and uh, the priorities of development. Uh, uh, Mr. Odubayev, speak of that, you know, as you said, the Chinese premier basically is both on the trip to, uh, you know, state visit of your nation and also uh, join this summit meeting there. We do see, you know, when it comes to bilateral uh, cooperation, a number of deals uh, were made during the trip, such as the construction of a new solar and wind power uh, plants. Uh, so tell us more about these projects. Are we seeing say, the transition of energy generation in the uh, Kyrgyz Republic? Uh, you are right. Actually, the real kickoff of the uh, strengthening of bilateral relationship has been done in a May summit of head of states in Xi'an. It was first summit in the format one, which is China plus five. And it was really action was taken in terms of very comprehensive cooperation and development. Just if you take into account my country, that uh, the core, uh, as you also mentioned, attention will be given to 
cooperation in energy. Uh, the economy of uh, my country as well as the population growing, so we need more energy. We committed to the green development. In that respect, really now big projects are starting to take place. In solar, there is a commitment to build big solar cells, let's say land factories. There is a commitment to build wind energy factory, as well as, which is even more important for us, to build few hydroelectrical stations. So my country is very rich in hydro resources because we have mountains and very uh, strong rivers. So it looks like that few hydroelectrical stations will be built in a, a river of Sarajas, which is on the border between Kyrgyzstan and China. This will require a lot of investments, a lot of expertise will be required, but things are moving quite well. Another, we have now two border crossings between China and Kyrgyzstan through the mountains. And now it will be the third one which will open, which will be important. But the mega project among those who, which was discussed is the railroad. Railroad between connecting China, Kyrgyzstan and Uzbekistan with further down to Europe. This railroad trajectory will be about uh, eight, 900 kilometers shorter and the most shortest one between China and Europe. And so far, things going on well. The bankable feasibility study is in place. And now uh, countries are debating financial model, who will do what and how. So all this, if I list all this project, it, will, it is really ambitious ones, mainly concentrating on infrastructure, transport connectivity, and energy cooperation. This is absolutely important for the whole region and the somewhat similar project are developing between China and other Central Asian countries. So we have in horizon quite ambitious plans to go forward. And in that way, we will be making really building trust, building uh, economic cooperation, which is going deeper and deeper. We need it and China needs it as well. So Belt and Road Initiative was launched 10 years ago in Central Asia not as accident. Central Asia will be the testing ground for Belt and Road Initiative, and we're really hoping that our excellent political relationships will be transforming into fruitful, very efficient economic cooperation. Mm -hmm. A concrete connection or uh, the benefits on the ground. Victor, uh, this China, Kyrgyzstan and Uzbekistan railway network uh, is that an addition, let's say, to the China-Europe or China-Eurasia, let's say, uh, connectivity uh, effort? And that, of course, in terms of you know, efficiency and its potential contribution to regional connectivity, that's tremendous. Uh, so that's a critical infrastructure uh, project for the three countries or for the region right now. Absolutely. If you look at the membership of the SEO countries, many of which are actually landlocked countries. Now, by uh, building connectivity, railway, highway, and otherwise, connecting them with, let's say, the vaster networks in China and elsewhere, these landlocked countries can actually have greater, easier, and more effective access to the coastline. This will truly be a liberating force for many of these landlocked Central Asian countries. Now, this also typifies, uh, very much uh, exemplifies the role of the SE, SEO because it is really put a premium on 
peace, development, cooperation, connectivity of all kinds, and eventually tearing down barriers and uh, facilitating exchanges of goods, services, and ideas uh, across the national boundary. This eventually will generate a greater efficacy and efficiency for all the participating members, and this is in sharp contrast of the war and confrontation or rivalry or Cold War mentality as displayed by many other countries or blocks of countries. So I'm very much convinced that the SEO cooperation is the better way of doing things, not only for these membership countries, but also eventually, once you have these connectivity projects lined up, it stretches further deeper into Western Asia or into Europe. Now, this is the beauty of the SEO. And also, please keep in mind, the SEO is being promoted concurrently together with the BRI initiative, which involves more than 150 nations, and also the BRICS framework of countries, which now has 11 member states. And there is great expectation that the BRICS eventually will be further expanded from the current 11 members to about 50 member states. So you are talking about these different initiatives, sometimes involving same participating countries, sometimes different member states, but all focusing on peace, stability, development, improving living standards of the people, and connectivity of all kinds going forward. This is the better tomorrow that mankind will be happier about. Mm -hmm. Mark, uh, you know, if you look at SEO, originally, I would say it is about uh, the fighting against the, uh, you know, we call it the three-ism, let's say, you know, extremism, uh, this separatism, and of course, uh, terrorism. Uh, this remains the, the priority, but also you see the involvement or evolution of SEO into other areas like, uh, you know, trade involvement, uh, you know, uh, transportation, like trans transportation infrastructure, for example, connectivity uh, and trade. Uh, you know, the Russian Prime Minister uh, Mishustin you know, made a point in saying that uh, Russia's trade with uh, other SCO nations has actually increased more than 30% in the year 2022. That means a lot, I would say, for Russia uh, if you uh, focus on uh, the nation's development in the past year. Yeah, um, I think the SEO has, first of all, an important role to play in its primary mission of regional uh, peace, stability, uh, and fighting terrorism, extremism, and, and even organized uh, crime. I think uh, the lack of serious development of terrorist or extremist activity, particularly in Central Asia, Within you know the last two decades, I think the Shanghai Cooperation Organization played an important role in that, and sometimes that's unheralded because you're trying to disprove a negative, but its existence helped prevent it. I think also it helped encourage um, uh, peace and stability between the countries of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, uh, particularly uh, in Central Asia. I think the mechanisms and structures of the SCO were preventing uh, recent Kyrgyz, Tajik uh, border demarcation issues and tensions from blowing up into something more unpleasant than it already was. 
And I think the SEO is developing further with a role overlapping with the Eurasian Union, overlapping with BRICS, uh, overlapping with the, the Belt and Road Initiative uh, to you know foster uh, trade and uh, development of infrastructure. Again, principally in Central Asia, help linking uh, China with more inward parts of of the continent. You know, not only Russia, uh, you know, but further uh, south as well. Uh, so th there is a lot of room for the SEO to play multi-sphere activities, none of which may be, you know, a uh, showstopper, but slow, steady, incremental improvement of relations across all spheres. Mm -hmm. We're slow but firm increase of relationship. Uh, uh, Mr. Odbaev, uh, if you take a look at uh, you know Chinese Premier Li Qiang, you know he made a point in saying that it is important to, to join forces to create a safe and efficient transport system, continuously promote liberalization and simplification of trade and investment procedures, and ensure the stable and uninterrupted functioning of production and supply chain. China is ready to continue to expand import of high quality goods from other member countries of the organization. We see that uh, the Chinese side is making efforts to basically uh, promote integration of all SEO member countries you know, through connectivity, more trade or easier trade, I would say, uh, and investment. And uh, you know, China is also, uh, I mean, standing out probably to encourage more export of other countries to the China market. How do you characterize that kind of process, uh, Mr. Odbaev? It's, it's a very important statement because transportation links are not only so-called hard infrastructure, physical railroad, for instance. It should be also be improvement in soft infrastructure and regulation of the transport links, for example, during the crossing the border. Now, for example, the train between Chongqing and Duisburg can reach in 11 days. Each day, even each hour, is important for the consumers, for businesses, because currently China is exporting high-quality goods. It's not anymore feasible to put it on a ship and uh, wait for three months before it will arrive to the customers. In that respect, railroad is very important soft infrastructure, to get soft infrastructure. With that, we will be harmonizing legislation in transportation and custom and in border crossing problems, that it will be really free economic zone or customs union of some sense. This is the right step to build customs union. And this is in terms of the task for heads of government, prime ministers, very important, that indeed the supply chain will be moving ideally. So there is political will. So, the, so what will happen is that countries will move ahead with harmonizing its legislation in terms of soft infrastructure. The more quickly goods can be delivered from point A to point B with our problems, the better for the businesses, the better for the quality of export and import. Another point which is important is that we are also targeting high quality development in our part of the world. We have highly educated population and we wanted to attend Chinese-led initiative in driving priorities in high-quality development, for example, in digital Silk Road. So in that respect, also, our heads of government 
debating this. It's a very hot topic in Central Asian countries, and I believe that it will be soon as most one of the most important elements of our cooperation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Victor, you know, earlier this year, you know, we have this uh, five plus one uh, summit <coughs> meeting in China, Central Asian nations and China, a, a couple of countries uh, with the visa process <coughs> or net, you know, this requirement for Chinese citizens, of course, for both sides. Uh, so that kind of uh, measures, obviously, will facilitate people to people exchange and uh, I guess, you know, goods uh, and services too. So uh, we seem like a, you know, accelerating a process of integration of the economies in the region. Absolutely. I think one big positive role that SEO is playing is to promoting uh, regional uh, integration and cooperation. And uh, this will generate huge amount of benefits for all the participating countries. And it is my personal hope that eventually Afghanistan will also uh, become a full member and the uh, Mongolia will also become a full member. Right now, it is only an observer. So I hope when we talk about regional integration, we really need to make sure that all the countries in this part of the world will eventually become full members, playing important roles, generating huge benefits for their own people, but also adding and contributing to regional integration. This is becoming increasingly important because, as one of the panelists uh, just now mentioned, the world is fast entering into a digital age. And each of these uh, Central Asian republics may be too small to really become a driving force in digital revolution. Therefore, how to make sure that SEO or the BRI or the BRICS framework, for example, can really becoming a major driving force for digital revolution, benefiting all the participating members so that no country, no nation, no ethnic group will be left behind. This will be the increasingly important challenge for all the participating countries of the SEO in the coming years and coming decade also. Well, Mark, uh, if you look at the external factor, let's say, the U.S. side has in one way or another expressed a concern about uh, growing, let's say, influence of either Russia and China in the region because of SEO and other initiatives. And they had their own, you know, five plus one. They have this um, Central Asian nations in Washington, uh, some of the meeting there. Uh, is there any concern about uh, the U.S. involvement, engagement in this region? Yeah, that's a little humorous comments from the U.S. about the malign influence of China and Russia in between them in their own backyard. That's that's humorous. It seems that the United States remembers that Central Asia exists on two occasions. Uh, one, when it's concerned about power projection into Afghanistan, which is no longer an issue now, uh, the U.S. having been defeated and withdrawing in humiliation uh, from uh, the region. And uh, two, uh, whenever it wants to poke Russia, whenever it wants to annoy Russia. And of course, the U.S. is doing whatever it can on Russia's various peripheries to create problems for it right now uh, within the larger context of, of the uh, proxy war against Russia in Ukraine. Uh, and that is the backdrop for uh, bringing together the five Central Asian uh, leaders in New York uh, for a C5 plus meeting on the sidelines of, of the annual UN General Assembly uh, leaders meeting. And 
it's was kept off the communique but the real purpose of that meeting was was to lecture and threaten central asian nations to obey the u.s hegemonic sanctions the existential economic war of sanctions against russia or else right because the u.s doesn't have a carrot to offer central asia all they can do is offer a stick and of course the central asian nations all made the polite noises they're supposed to make when patronizing an octogenarian uh hegemon who is rambling on about things that they're not going to pay any attention to and the large increase in trade with russia with the region and and kyrgyzstan is one of those in the last year is a lot due to private initiatives in these countries um, helping Russia evade se uh, sanctions uh, through secondary trade. Um, uh, large, they would import uh, uh, critical uh, components, uh, semiconductors, uh, other items needed, and then resell them on to Russia for a slight profit. And and everyone was happy, of course, for the United States, whose uh, you know war of sanctions has has completely failed. And it does not appear that the lecturing that Biden gave the Central Asian states in this context has had any uh, real effect on the ground economic activity <laughs> okay. continuing in that regard. No real effects. Uh, so, Victor, uh, you know, some say the overall priority for SCO is to increase their resistance uh, to global challenges. Uh, isn't it probably the means to that kind of increase in their capacity or ability uh, is really about integration, as you said, about you know, BRI, SCU, and BRICS by working more closely with each other. Well, first of all, my deep conviction is that in dealing with Central Asian countries, especially those landlord countries, the principle of equality is a must. You need to deal with each of these proud Central Asian countries as, for example, a brother or a sister. You cannot impose your will onto each and all of these Central Asian countries. Each has a very proud tradition of their own independence, of their own cultural heritage, for example. Therefore, for any country, especially the hegemon in the world, try to disregard the independence and the values and uh, uh, self-sovereignty, for example, of these Central Asian countries is a sure recipe of disaster. For China, I think the key is to deal with each of these Central Asian countries as a separate independent uh, sovereign nation, as a brother and a sister, and sometimes you really need to see the world from their perspective. Well, we have to stop there, Victor. Uh, with that, we come to the end of today's show. Many thanks to our guests. You can also find us on the CGT app on YouTube. I'm Xu Qinzhuo. Thanks for being with us. See you next time. Sideline Story brings you all things sports related. The hottest topics, latest events, juiciest stories, all with a very personal take. Subscribe to Sideline Story Podcast for heated sports discussions covering events that are happening in China and around the world.